and uh, Megan Borowski here from the UF Weather Center. We'll talk about uh, the game forecast. That's coming up. In the meantime, you can also, if you don't know by now, watch us on Cox Cable 6 in Gainesville. Um, so, donning the sweater today. All right, you can call us up, talk some sports, 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Thomas, who, who is that? Oh, okay, okay, gotcha, okay. Um, all right, let's go. If you want to uh, pick some games, that's great. Um, also, we got some emails already today. Jonesy says, when I was growing up, I was watching the news break. Saw Woody Hayes come off the sideline, punch one of the players from Clemson. Uh, he thought it was the craziest coach alive. Then he saw Bobby Knight choke one of his players. Um, who would you say was the meanest coach? Do you know any other coaches in that category? Well, look, I- I'm sure there were coaches that did that that never got reported. I mean, look, when I played – you know, coaches grabbing you by the face mask and yanking it was, you know, commonplace. Uh, Coach Levitt comes to mind at South Florida. I think he was accused of hitting a player. Mike Leach, when he was at Texas Tech, I remember there was some controversy there uh, about mistreating a player or something. Um, Those two come to mind right away, Jonesy, just for whatever that's worth. All right, let's get uh, Daryl here. Hi, Daryl. Hey, Steve, let's pick some games. Okay. Uh, we're going to make them quick here. Kentucky, Mississippi State. You mean Mississippi State. LSU-Bama. Bama. Missouri, Georgia. Georgia. A&M, Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma. Gators scoring what? Steve's going to be tight, 27-20 Florida. Arkansas, I don't think, is as bad as their record indicates, so it's going to be a battle tomorrow in Gainesville. I think it is, too. Uh, I, I think Arkansas is at least going into the game feels rejuvenated. I, I think you know with a new offensive coordinator, maybe a breath of fresh air. Now, you know, I think though early in the game for them is going to be important. You know, can they have some success early offensively? If they can't, uh, then the doubts creep in, then all that. But you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Steve, do you expect uh, Sanders to play for Arkansas tomorrow night? Yes, I do. Queen Grovey on just saying City is practicing this Yes, week. I do expect him to play. I don't know how much he'll play, uh, but I expect him to play. Yes. Okay. All right, Steve. Have a good day, my man. Okay, thank you. By the way, did you see the dunk last night in the Gator uh, scrimmage? Uh, dunking over Todd Golden. He was standing there, jumped over Golden, dunk. Pretty cool. Uh, that was really cool, in fact. And again, uh, both teams open their seasons Monday. Going to be a doubleheader on Monday, which we will have live for you here. Uh, okay, Paul says, I really want to pick Florida. I don't care about the other games. I really want to pick Florida, but I can't pick Florida. Maybe it's because I just keep thinking about what happened last week. I just see this team on a losing streak, and I hope I'm wrong. I'll be the first one to say I'm wrong. Arkansas 24, Florida 20. Okay? Again, sometimes you pick with your heart. Sometimes you pick with your head. And sometimes you do that based on the last thing 
that you see. One more note. I think today is the day. 50 years ago, 50, and I think to the day, in Gator football history, Don Gaffney became the first African-American starting quarterback for the Gators. He was not that at the start of the year. David Bowden was. Uh, but later on, Don came on and uh, helped the Gators. When, and when Doug Dickey was here, um, there was a lot of angst in 1973 about his job status. And then Florida went on a little streak and ended up playing in a bowl game here on one of the coldest nights I've ever experienced in Gainesville, Florida, on that bowl game night. Um, anyway, what that's worth. Um, Mike says Urban Meyer kicking a player. Bear Bryant should have been arrested for the way he abused A&M players his first year there. Well, once again, by today's standard, Mike, I hear you, different than just it was different then I mean when I coached I couldn't grab a kid by the face mask I get in trouble for that my coach did I mean that's just how it was um Philip says uh got a great question here kind of long but I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it he basically says if Alabama doesn't win the West who do you think will is what he's probably asking um don't count Ole Miss out They've, they've got A&M this week, and they've already – now they lost to Alabama, but they beat LSU. So this round robin here is going to be pretty important. Ole Miss is not out of it yet. Uh, and then Jimmy says, uh, yesterday I heard you talk about the lack of uh, eyes watching the World Series. If you were the commissioner, what would you do? I, I would probably look to see if I could somehow, and this is a catch-22, if you start the season earlier, then you're going to run into weather in some places. It's going to be nasty. But look what happens here. Depending on the teams that get in, you can also run into nasty weather when you're playing the World Series in you know late October early November. You, there, there's nothing you can do except try to market the game better and market its stars. There's some really good players who are playing in that game. You know, Zach Gallen had a terrific year, but because he plays in Arizona and then on national television, nobody knows who he is. That's, if I'm the commissioner, you've got to market the game better. You can't just have, you know, Yankees or Dodgers or big market teams, you know, go about that. And Texas, by the way, did a little history because they are now erased themselves from franchises that have never won a World Series. The Tampa Bay Rays are in that. They've never won a, they've never won a World Series. There's a few other ones, too. They've been in them, but not won them. The Breeders' Cup is coming up. Dick Girardi, who's been talking horse racing with me for years, is my guest. He'll tell you about that. 
coming up next. 12-11, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. sale of the year is this weekend at International Diamond Center. Get extra savings store-wide, up to 20% off virtually everything, or get 36 months zero-interest financing. Double the selection. Designers showcasing their entire collections. Viragio, Simon G, A. Jaffe, and so many more. It's a three-day, $16 million event. Lowest prices before the holidays. And over a thousand new diamonds. Trust me, you can't miss it. It's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday only. Only at IDC at Celebration Point on approved credit. Get ready for game day, Gator Nation. Join your fellow UF Alumni Association members and friends to cheer on the orange and blue before each Gator home game at the Gator Nation tailgates. Sponsored by Benefit Hub. Located at Emerson Alumni Hall. Directly across the street from the swamp, you'll have a prime view of Gator Walk. Live music, games, and all kinds of family-friendly fun. Featuring barbecue and drinks for purchase from Mojo's Hogtown and exclusive Gator gear from the UF Bookstore. Learn more and become a member today at ufalumni.ufl.edu. Go the Road Heaver Boys Ranch is a place I've been telling you about for a long time. They really do great charity work. In fact, you help them do that. They take your donations of either unused or unwanted vehicles of any kind, and they'll take those vehicles off your hands. They give them to kids that come from tough backgrounds. And what they do with the vehicles is simple. They fix them, refurbish them, and resell them. This is how they learn real-life skills and learn to be part of of society. And remember, your donations are tax deductible. It goes a long way towards helping a great cause. To find out more, you can Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. That's rbr.org. Gary's Tackle Box, Gainesville's destination for fishing equipment and supplies for over 30 years, is now having one giant retirement sale. Find huge savings on all your favorite brands on sale now through November 22nd before they close their doors forever. Incredible store-wide discounts on rods, reels, lures, apparel, sunglasses, and more. Don't miss it. Gary's Tackle Box Retirement Sale for discounts on everything you need for a successful catch. And from everyone at Gary's Tackle Box, thanks for fishing with us. Whether the game is home or away, Gator fans have been going places. Take your Gator pride everywhere with UF's newly designed license plate. Your plate purchase supports UF and first-generation student scholarships. And don't forget, Florida residents can collect a $25 Gator plate rebate. Visit ufplates.com to learn more. Upgrade to a UF specialty plate today. And remember, wherever you go, go Gators! 
Looking for your next career opportunity? The Florida Department of Corrections is hiring throughout Florida, offering a competitive starting salary of almost $50,000, plus up to a $6,000 hiring bonus at select institutions with a range of comprehensive benefits. As a correctional officer, you can start a stable career with competitive compensation in a controlled, team-oriented environment. No experience is required, so kickstart your career today and make a positive impact on your community. Text apply to DCJOP or visit FLDOCjobs.com to apply today. Hey, it's Steve Russell. You need to get over to Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries just blocks from the stadium. If you haven't eaten one of their Florida-raised beef burgers, you're missing out. Try their juicy chicken burger with fresh hot fries and a hand-spun milkshake as well. Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street, Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Pass, set, kill. We are your hall for Gator women's volleyball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Welcome back to Sports Scene. The Breeders' Cup is coming up. Dick Girardi's been with us for a long time, and he's coming to you courtesy of Bet Online. Dot ag, and he's going to talk to us about it now. So let's bring Dick in here. Dick, welcome. Um, let me start with this: uh, some sad news about horses in the in the field, you know, passing away. It, it just, boy, it, it just it's hard to get away from that in the sport, isn't it? It's been that way this year, yes, yeah, Steve. Since you, you and I talked back in May before the Derby, it's just been one of those bizarre years. Uh, we had practical move. Would have been one of the favorites in the Dirt Mile, which is the first Breeders' Cup race on Saturday. Just out of nowhere, just had a heart thing. Uh, and then we had another horse who had an injury in a workout last Saturday. So, yeah, it's been, uh, it, it has not been any fun for people inside or outside the sport, that's for sure. No. Uh, okay, for people who don't know what the Breeders' Cup is, Dick, please explain that. Sure. It's. Uh, it was actually conceived. 40 years ago, this is the 40th Breeders' Cup uh, by a man named John Gaines, who was a, a big breeder in, uh, in Kentucky. And he wanted to find a way toward the end of the year to have championship races. So in horse racing, there's a lot of different divisions. There's races limited to uh, fillies and mares, females, races uh, they are open to any sex, different distances, different surfaces, could be turf, could be dirt could be all kinds of things so uh from from that standpoint uh that over time steve it's evolved it was at one time it was seven races over one on one day and now it's 14 races five today and nine tomorrow uh 30 million dollars in purses and it culminates with the six million dollar breeders cup classic which will be on nbc tomorrow evening right before the uh, uh saturday night football game on nbc so it, that's what it is, and some some familiar names uh, for horses that people kind of follow during the Triple Crown. And but yeah, ultimately it's just the year-end championship races. Uh, how many? What is the maximum? And I'm going to ask a probably stupid question here, but what, what's the maximum amount of races a horse could race? There, there is there's no limit. I mean, you know, horses can race as it's, it's up to the trainer and the owner how many times they run, but typically. The really good horses these days are kind of like uh, boxers. They don't run very often. Uh, they just wait to run for the big races. Uh, this is like a $6 million race. They've kind of planned it backward from months ago. Uh, how are we going to get our horse to this race in the best possible shape? 
Uh, tell, tell me some of your favorites here. So, my probably my favorite race. See, maybe I misinterpreted your question. By the way, you you weren't asking how many would they race in in the next two days. They're yeah. not going to race two different races. Correct. Yeah, that wasn't your question. Was no, nope, no, nope, you're good. Okay, that's fine. Um, so, I like White Barrio in the Classic. He's number three, and he'll be easy to find because he's a completely white horse. So, on your TV screen, some of them are a little harder to follow because they're chestnut or. They look similar. This horse will not be hard to find. And he was actually on the uh, Triple Crown Trail last year. Wasn't really good enough, but he's way better this year. He's like the he's like the he's like the Texas Rangers, the team that got hot when the playoffs started. Uh, he's a hot horse right now. And in the turf, which I think is the best race over the two days, that'll be a four million dollar race just before the Classic tomorrow evening. Uh, it's got a star-studded international field with two of the world's best trainers. Seven uh, horses are going to be the two favorites. I like the nine, Mustadop, in that race. Those, those are probably the two I like the most. Um, I hope, again, I ask because I'm much more um, in tune with the Triple Crown racers than the Bre- than the Breeders' Cup, cause, but it is like a world championship. But you don't necessarily have to have participated in any, any of the three majors. You, you, can, you can enter this this. Uh, by itself, can't you? 100%. Not only that, but the two best three-year-olds in this race, horses that could have been in the Triple Crown, didn't run in any of those races. They're, they were more like second half of the year versus Arabian Night being one of them and Saudi Crown, who I saw win the Pennsylvania Derby uh, live up here north of Philadelphia. So, yeah, not, not at all. It, there's no, you don't need to participate in anything to get into these Breeders' Cup races. Now, there are some races through the year that are what are called win-in-your-in races. So if your horse wins it, he automatically gets a berth in the Breeders' Cup. Uh, and like I say, if there are more than 14 horses enter the race, that horse would automatically get in. And the fees are paid, uh, which is really nice, especially if you're coming from Europe, because it's obviously an expensive trip to get on an airplane and come over here. Uh, so, yeah, from that standpoint, you qualify, but there's nothing that says you, you don't have to qualify. If you enter and the, the committee deems you good enough or the race doesn't have 14 horses, you're going to get in anyway. Final question, and you kind of hit on this, Dick. You mentioned some horses coming over from overseas. Um, do they race differently there to get to this point? Do they have to qualify to get here, or is this just an open field you can get into? It is an open field, but some of those races in Europe and even in Japan, and there's a number of Japanese horses coming over, also are what's known as Breeders' Cup winning your in races. So if you win that race, your horse automatically gets in to say the, the turf or whatever race it might be that the, the horse is heading for. So, yeah, but again, if, if the race doesn't have uh, the 14 horses, it doesn't matter whether your horse qualified or not. If you enter him, he's going to get in. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's going to take place, and we will see what happens with it. And it kind of it's the year end uh, to the horse racing season. Dick, always appreciate you being here and, and telling us about, it, especially for me, because uh, I, I think you know I, I'm I'm pretty I'm okay with the Triple Crown stuff, but the Breeders' Cup is a new a new thing for me. So thanks for educating. Well, understood, Steve. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You got it, Dick. Thank you. Dick Girardi here talking about the upcoming Breeders' Cup. Uh, before we get to the coach, Herm Edwards, talk a little National Football League. Ken will join us. Hi, Ken. Ken, go ahead. 
there's there's one question that I wish you had asked him, and you already may know the answer. The answer to this: uh, Where do they come up with the names for the horses, like Sea Biscuit, and you know different things like that? Oh, that's just that's like well, how do you come up with a name for a child? It's the same thing. I mean, sometimes it's you know you come you try to come up with a cute name. Sometimes you know it may be there's some lineage someplace. That's just that's just that that's random. Oh, okay. Well, um, I'm ready to pick some games. Okay. Uh, not a lot this week. We're going to make it pretty quick. LSU, Alabama. I'm going to pick with my heart and say if, if Alabama gets off the bus and doesn't sleepwalk through the first half, Alabama in a shootout. Missouri, Georgia. Uh, Georgia in another shootout. A&M Ole Miss. I believe A&M is going to win that one. Kentucky, Missouri. I mean, I'm sorry, Kentucky, Mississippi State. Uh, wow. Kentucky is an up-and-down team, and so is Mississippi State. I'm going to say Kentucky. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. I believe Oklahoma will pick themselves up off the turf and, and beat uh, Oklahoma State. And uh, Gator scoring why? I know that um, Arkansas hired a new offensive coordinator, but sometimes it takes a while for the new coordinator's philosophy to sink in. And uh, unless he does some magical things with uh, K.J. Jefferson, I think uh, Florida 38-24. to 24. Okay. Ken, thank you. Appreciate your call. Uh, Roger says, Alabama tramples the Bayou Kitties. Mizzou, post-game comment, uh-uh, that hurts. Land Sharks take a bite out of Jimbo's backside. Boomer Schooner runs over the cowpokes. In memory of the pirate, Missy State gets it done over the Mildcats. Hate to make this pick. I don't like the way the game sets up. Arkansas lost six in a row. They don't get blown out. Got a quarterback that hasn't been used to his strengths. Pittman coaching for his job and any sniff at bowl eligibility. So is Florida. Uh, UFD's gotten worse game to game. D's been torched through the air and on the ground. UF offense fools nobody except, uh, I, I don't know who that is, uh, and UF special teams aren't. So picking with my head, uh, Arkansas 28-17. to 17. I, I would take exception to a couple of things there, though, Roger. Okay, um, I do agree with the Arkansas stuff. Um, Florida's offense is not that bad. Go look statistically. There's a lot of schools whose offenses are worse than Florida's, including Arkansas's. So, again, I think there's this misconception about Florida because they don't, you know, throw it down the field like Steve Spurrier did that their offense is terrible. Well, it isn't terrible statistically. It's not. It's pretty efficient, actually. Um, but we will see what happens. 1226 time check brought to you by Hayes Joey. We will have the coach, Herm Edwards, talking National Football League from ESPN, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Cloaked in orange and blue and fortified on the campus of the University of Florida, you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. 
Hey, North Florida, it's Jared, your trusted off-road and marine service director at Polaris of Gainesville. I'm back to remind you that the great outdoors is calling your name. From bounty holes to fishing holes, leave it to the pros at Polaris of Gainesville to keep your ride or vessel up and running. Being a team built up of outdoors enthusiasts, we value and understand your time out on the water for battling the trails is important. So come on down to Polaris of Gainesville and experience our state-of-the-art parts and service facility, where our certified staff and technicians are here to help prevent those bad days from happening. From backcountry rides to salty tides, we service all makes and models such as Polaris Off-Road, Slingshot, Gem, Tracker Marine, Key West, Carolina Skiff, Yamaha Outboards and Watercraft, Mercury Marine, Suzuki Marine, and more. Have a damaged utility vehicle or a boat and need help with those big corporate insurance monsters? Let us do the estimate to help you recover. No problem is too big or small for Polaris of Gainesville. We are your North Florida premier off-road and marine service center. Give us a call today to set up an appointment at 386 418 Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. Are you busy with work, family, and after-school activities? Give your kitchen the night off and let Miapa do the cooking for you. With scrumptious comfort food and a variety of family meals for all sizes and palates, everyone is picking up dinner from Miapa. Stop by the Jonesville location or the Alachua and Gainesville staples. Order ahead at www.miapalatincafe.com and pick up from any one of their three locations or drive through for your meal at the Jonesville and Gainesville locations. Miapa Latin Cafe, home of the best family meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And don't forget about their award-winning coffee that's always made with Cuban love and available from sunrise to late night. Get ready for game day, Gator Nation. Join your fellow UF Alumni Association members and friends to cheer on the orange and blue before each Gator home game at the Gator Nation tailgates, sponsored by Benefit Hub. Located at Emerson Alumni Hall, directly across the street from the swamp, you'll have a prime view of Gator Walk, live music, games, and all kinds of family-friendly fun. Featuring barbecue and drinks for purchase from Mojo's Hogtown and exclusive Gator gear from the UF Bookstore. Learn more and become a Remember today at ufalumni.ufl.edu. Go Gators! Every year, millions of people find a health plan at healthcare.gov during open enrollment. They enjoy more doctor visits, Say ah. pick up prescriptions, Thanks. and find the care they need. With the new law, four out of five customers can find a plan for $10 a month or less with financial help. Enroll by December 15th for coverage starting January 1st. Healthcare.gov is here for millions, like you. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. International Diamond Center's most anticipated sale of the year is this weekend, Friday through Sunday. Our biggest and final store-wide event. Get up to 20% off or get three years zero interest financing. Getting engaged, upgrading or diamond, looking for that perfect gift. You can't miss this. IDC's best prices on all rings, earrings, bands, bracelets, fashion jewelry, even GIA certified diamonds. Save up to 20% or get three years zero interest financing. It's incredible. And it's this Friday through Sunday only. And only at IDC at Celebration Point. 
from the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Today we'll have a mixture of sun and clouds. Temperatures getting a little warmer than the past few days. Highs in the upper 70s. And our breeze will continue for a third day in a row. Gust about 30 miles an hour. It will be possible. On top of that, we have a slight chance for a passing shower during the afternoon and evening, especially along and east of the Highway 301 corridor. Lows tonight in the mid-50s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. This is The Swap. No play action. Pocket closing. Sacked at the 15-yard line. Yes, sir. Florida returns to The Swamp to host the Arkansas Razorbacks. 15, 10, to the house. Touchdown, Gators. Kickoff is set for noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, with pregame coverage starting at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 Central. Right here on your home for Florida Gators football. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF. Gator Talk with head football coach Billy Napier and the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly. Thursday nights at 7, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is Scott Strickland, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Another week in the NFL began with Pittsburgh's victory, uh, a much-needed one for Kenny Pickett and their offense. Uh, so they have now moved to 5-3 and three on the year. going to talk more NFL with one of my favorite guests and favorite people, the coach, Herm Edwards. Of course, you see him all the time on ESPN talking NFL. Coach, always glad to have you. It, it seems like the league this year is kind of the haves and the have-nots. There's... You know, six and two teams, and then there's you know three and four, three and five teams. Is is that unusual? Do you see it that way? Well, I think we're going to see it this way uh, going forward because the league is always trying to create parity, and there is somewhat of parity in the National Football League anymore. Uh, you see certain teams, obviously, when they're playing their second or third string quarterback, struggling some, but this is why every week it's almost like college football. Uh, you can look at a team's record and say, oh, they got no shot, and then you turn around and beat a, a pretty good team. And that, and everyone's kind of falling into that trap. You know, in the beginning of the year, we felt like, hey, the Eagles were, were untouchable, and the Miami Dolphins were going to be untouchable, the Kansas City was going to be untouchable, the 49ers. You know, we've got certain teams. Um, and then they couple, lose a couple games, everybody starts scratching their head. But I think it's good for the league. I think it's good for fans. Uh, but now you're going to see a separation here in the in the next couple of weeks. We've always said in the National Football League when the uh, you know when the leaves start falling off the trees, that's when it gets serious. <laughs> and, and a lot of teams don't know how how bad they really are yet. <laughs> and then a couple losses, and they start looking up and going, "Well, we can't win the division. Well, we might be out of the playoffs, right?" So it's interesting when you watch it all unfold. I got to ask this uh, because you've been through this. Um, you know, Washington, uh, the Raiders made a coaching change already. Uh, do coaches feel it and hear it when there's pressure from fans or media in terms of the job, Herm? Do, do coaches react to that or feel it, or do you just go about doing your job? Nah, you go about your business because I've always said you, you don't take it personal. Um, every coach in this league has inherited somebody else's job for a lot of different reasons. And if you stay at the job long enough and you stay in the league long enough, it's going to happen to you. 
you know, and um, I learned this lesson a long time ago when I was a young kid. Um, I was a Dallas Cowboy fan and loved Tom Landry and grew up out here on the West Coast, and Willie Mays was my – he was one of my heroes. Okay. I loved Willie Mays. And when I saw the Giants trade Willie Mays and I saw the Dallas Cowboys um, fire Tom Landry, that 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 got my attention as a young guy. And I went, you know what? If you could trade Willie Mays and you could fire Tom Landry, no one's safe, <laughs> whether you're an athlete or a coach. And I just took it from there, and I, I've kind of always understood that. you know. And I think any coach that gets in the profession or player, you realize that, hey, when it's your turn, you don't take it personal and you, and you move on. Another thing with a coach's hat on, Herm, uh, when you decide to make a change at a position, but the one, of course, that gets the most pub is quarterback. You know, the Falcons yeah. have gone through this. You know, some other teams yeah. have gone through this. Uh, is it difficult to make a decision like that, or is it business? It, 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 it's hard because, in this sense, uh, especially if it's a veteran guy that's been there, um, because when you do that, it, it, it sends ripples to your organization. And when you do it, it can't be, oh, it's like, okay, one game. No, no, no. We did that. I had to do that in New York when I made the change from Vinny Testaverde to Chad Pennington. This was the 21-year-old. Um, they said it yesterday. It was all over the news again, what I said. I, I only said it one time. We were 2-5, and five, and I made a change at quarterback. Uh, with Vinny for Chad Pennington. And we ended up winning a division. That worked out good for us. That doesn't mean you're always going to win when you make change at a quarterback. But when you do, it just sends, uh, it sends a message to everybody in the organization, right? Yeah. And you're hopefully the change is going to get you going. That's what you're hoping. You know, I, one of the guys that's been a bit, a bit enigmatic for me has been Lamar Jackson. But they have a new yeah. offensive coordinator in Baltimore – and the Ravens, I think last time I looked, are 6-2, and two, and I think they've got the yep. second-best point differential in the NFL, and Lamar Jackson's playing great. So is this well, partly the coordinator? Lamar Jackson, what do you see, Coach? Well, I, I see that, that all of a sudden, you know, this, this, this big-time defense now, they're second in the league, um, but the offense, um, passing the ball-wise, it's starting to pick up now. Yeah. Lamar's starting to understand, um, you know, how, how to run this offense uh, as a quarterback, staying in the pocket, making throws, and all it's going to do is get better. And and then that was the next step for Lamar Jackson. You know, he's he's right now throwing 227 passes, he's 70%, nine touchdowns, only three interceptions. Um, that's throwing the ball, and we know he can run run as well. So this team is 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 really playing good. But that whole division is interesting. You know, when you look at Cincinnati, uh, they started out a little bit wounded because of the quarterback. Now they found their way. Now they've won three in a row, and Burrow is back. Uh, the Browns um, can't seem to keep Deshaun Watson healthy, but they've got the number one defense in the National Football League. And Pittsburgh keeps winning ugly. You know, they just keep winning. I mean, they just find a way to win. The offense is, you know, it, it, it's okay, but it's the defense and the head coach. And, and they're believing, and now they sit at five and three. Herm Edwards, our guest here, talking NFL from ESPN. Last two things, Herm. Bill Belichick is 2-6, and six, and, and I don't mm -hmm. think I ever thought I would ever see 
Bill Belichick two and six. Their point differential is like minus ninety or something like that. <laughs> yeah. um, Belichick, the coach, can still coach, but is it fair to question Belichick, the general manager? Well, that's what everybody's questioning right now, and, and um, I think that right now, when you look at their team, um, I've always said this: offensively, when they break the huddle, who scares you? And you would say, mm, nobody. <laughs> right. Well, then you got a problem, right? You got, you got, you know, we got to double this guy. We got to stop the run. What do we got to do? Not just don't, don't turn the ball over. Just let them beat themselves because they're minus six and they give away takeaway. So they'll and they can't score points. So we just can't give them an easy, an easy field, right? And their defense eventually wears down. And so I just think going forward, um, that will probably be discussed. Um, a lot of people are saying maybe Bill, you know, should, that man can stay there as long as he wants. You know, and I've, I've said this, if you're a New England fan, look, you, you lived <laughs> for the last 20 years, you know, you lived in Camelot for the most part. Yeah. You went to nine Super Bowls. You had a guy that went six, and then he decided to go to Tampa and win another one. He won seven. And Camelot's a great place to be. But now they're like everybody else in the National Football League. They're understanding it doesn't feel good to lose. And so they're losing right now. But um, it's just part of the business. Eventually it, it, it comes back to you, you know. Last question for you. Jacksonville's at the bye week. They're 6-2. and two. I mean, they're yeah. the class of the AFC South. And watching them with the eyes, yeah. Coach, yeah. it just seems like they can get better. Am I wrong in saying yeah. that? No, I think they can. I think going into the season, they were a little bit disappointing early because of how they were playing. He was going like, what, what's wrong with these guys? Now, I think, they, 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 I think when they went over there to London, it was the T or whatever they do over there when they stay over there all that long <laughs> period of time. They just stay over there. It's like they're rather home away from home. They, they, they drank the tea, you know. And, and all of a sudden, they, they became a team. Now you look at them and go, oh, now, now I see them. You know, good, they get a good defense. Obviously, we love the quarterback. Um, we like what their offense is doing. Um, but, yeah, they're the class of that, of, 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 that, of that conference, AFC South. I mean, look, the Titans, they're, they're going to start a rookie quarterback. He's going to be fine. I think that's their guy. The Texans have a rookie quarterback, okay? The Colts have meant you, but they had a rookie quarterback. It would be a shame if the Jaguars couldn't win that division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? yes. I mean, I mean, come on. Yes. Right? I mean, come on, who, who's, who's going to threaten them? Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. So, you know, they just got to get ready for the playoffs. And I think if they can stack up enough wins which to their, to their benefit, you might have to come to Jacksonville and play them in the playoffs. Yep, it'll be interesting. I always appreciate your time, Herm. Thank you for doing it. Thank you, my friend. You got it, Coach. Herm Edwards, always appreciate him being here. Uh, Good guy. Um, Okay, let's uh, get a couple of emails here. Uh, Peyton's picks, Kentucky, LSU, Oklahoma State to beat Oklahoma. Uh, that, That little rivalry there has gotten nastier because there was a transfer that left Oklahoma State that went to OU and basically said Gundy didn't care. That you know, so I mean, there's no love lost there. Georgia over Missouri, Notre Dame over Clemson. I didn't pick that one, but and he picks Arkansas, 28-21 turnovers playing a factor. It's amazing to me. There's more talk 
about the uniforms this week than there is about the game. Coach Spurrier said this many years ago, and he's right. There's only so many times you go in the swamp and play. That's it. This is one of them. And the game is a sellout, and I'm interested. It's going to be a gorgeous day for a football game, and I wonder if it indeed will be a sellout. How many people will go despite the fact that Florida can't, you know, win the East, all of that, okay? This is the next to last home game. And judging by response or lack of it today, I don't get that. I don't get that. Look, I was never a season ticket holder for the Jets, but I can tell you this, if I, I'm not going to be naive and tell you I'd go to every game. That's hard to do. And it's hard to go to every Gator game. It is. So I'm not hating on fans. But I am saying that I would go despite the record. If I could go, I would go watch the Jets that they were 9-2 and two or they were 2-9. and nine. That if you're a fan of a team, you're a fan of is it is it better to watch a winning team? Of course it is. But, you know, so we'll see what happens tomorrow. 1244, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Nick Van Zant. Tomorrow, the Florida Gators football team will take on the Arkansas Razorbacks inside the swamp. The Gators will debut their black alternate jerseys in honor of all branches of the military and first responders. Coverage for tomorrow's game starts right here at 8 a.m. Tonight, the 20th-ranked Florida Gators volleyball team hosts the 11th-ranked Tennessee Volunteers. The Gators will try to bounce back from being swept by the Arkansas Razorbacks last Sunday. Coverage for tonight's game starts right here at 6.45. This weekend will be the last game or the last game of the regular season for high school football. Here are some notable games tonight. Eastside will play Gainesville at 7.30. Peholtz will face off against Trinity Catholic at 7. And Newberry will travel to go against Bellevue at 7.30. In the NHL, the Tampa Bay Lightning travels to Ottawa to face the Senators tomorrow. The Lightning have yet to win a road game this season. Puck up is at 7. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Nick Van Zant. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. This message is for healthcare employees. A little holiday cheer to help you make it through to the new year and keep your cash flow and take advantage of this special holiday loan to help with gift shopping, holiday travel, new year plans, and more. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about FICARE Federal Credit Union. That's right because you can do all of that and you can borrow up to $2,000 to help out with the holidays. 12-month term, and if you're already a member, you can select personal loan as the loan type when applying. You can apply online, enter holiday loan for the purpose. If you're not a member, what are you waiting for? Join FICARE Federal Credit Union by going online. You can go to FICAREFCU.org. That's FICAREFCU.org. Join today and apply for some holiday cheer. This expires December 31st. Once again, the place I do my banking, done it for the past 30 years, FICARE. Go check them out today. Knees, hips, back. 
Don't let it sideline you any longer. And don't let them tell you surgery is your only option. Call QC Kinetics now for the future of pain relief. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, restoring and repairing damaged joint tissue the natural way. This is the science of using properties from your own body to bring you lasting relief with no drugs and no downtime. QC Kinetics is trusted by patients all over America, over 150 clinics nationwide with advanced protocols that can get you moving again. Get started now so you can live big in 2024. Talk about a great use of your FSA and HSA. Put them to work getting you the relief you need so badly. These new advanced regenerative treatments are getting amazing reviews. Let the medical pros at QC Kinetics give you the better path toward that pain-free life. Call QC Kinetics now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission is Gainesville's no-hassle, no-overcharge auto repair shop. Now looking for qualified auto mechanics to join their growing team. If you're a self-motivated worker with an attitude for excellence, Bush Auto Repair is looking for you. Enjoy competitive pay and a family working environment where they've been keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call 352-372-0372. That's 372-0372 now or at chuckbushautorepair.com. Worn out tires are a danger to you, your passengers, and other drivers. TireRack.com reminds you to inspect your tires regularly. Grab a quarter, stick it in the tread, and if you can see the top of Washington's head, it's time to replace Go to my page, TireRack.com slash Dan. Use the Tire Decision Guide to find the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Goodyear tires and tread confidently. TireRack.com. TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be. The 40th running of the Breeders' Cup World Championships is finally here. It's the ultimate racing showdown that every owner, trainer, jockey around the globe has their sights set on. With $31 million in purses and awards, there's a lot at stake, but only the best will claim the coveted title of world champion. Coverage begins Friday, November 3rd on USA, continues Saturday, November 4th on USA and NBC. And you can always visit BreedersCup.com, BreedersCup.com to learn more. You love the Gators. We know that. But how well do you know your Gators? The HBC wants you to show us with your Pfizer's vision. Every week, Coach is giving an autographed Pfizer and a $50 gift card away to Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. All you have to do is log on to WRUF.com and guess the total combined points that will be scored in the current week's Gators football game. The closest one to the final tally, without going over, will win an autographed Pfizer and a $50 gift card, courtesy of Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. And it's only here on your home for Gators football. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The WRUF Radio App. Your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. All right, now I want to keep Thomas busy today. Okay, and we're going to hopefully end up talking sports here. It is Prognostication Friday. 
Jacob Young, JY, former Gator baseball player, now in the big leagues, will tell us about uh, his induction to the Washington Nationals. That's going to be at the top of the hour. And then Megan Borowski from our UF Weather Center will give you the game day forecast. And I always ask her for a few more days after. Uh, she'll be here at about 1.30 today. So, in the meantime, 3928255, email srussell at wruf.com. A shortened prognostication Friday today. Some big games. I mean, I, if you're if you're an SEC fan, aren't you geeked for LSU, Alabama, and Georgia, Missouri? Those are two games we'll pick: Kentucky, Mississippi State, A and M, Ole Miss, Bedlam, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Gator score and why. Drew says the Gators can still win the East mathematically. Okay. Um. Rick says, did you see Kevin Brockway's article on Bob Knight almost accepting the Florida coaching job? Apparently it was a handshake done deal with Ray Graves till Army protested. I never knew. Imagine that turn of events. I had actually heard that as well. Um, and remember, this was not Bob Knight that, you know, had a lot of pedigree, right? He was coaching at Army. So, Yeah. I mean, it's sometimes it's decisions you make, sometimes it's decisions you don't make. Uh, but that would have been interesting. But Florida had their own. I mean, Norm Sloan was a lot like uh, Coach Knight. I will tell you a Norm Sloan story. I was working in radio, and uh, I went on the air. And I did a sports cast, and Florida had played Georgia. And Georgia just trounced Florida. And I said so. Um, Monty Tao, my dear friend, uh, was an assistant. He called me, and he said, uh, Coach wants to see you. And I said, okay. So uh, I went up and uh, saw Coach Sloan, and he proceeded to question my manhood, question my job, question what I knew about basketball, uh, have you ever coached, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I said, Coach, you done? And he, you know, said a few things. And I said, your team was terrible last night. I just told the truth. No, you don't know what you're like. Anyway, well, back then practices were open. And went to the practice the next the next day. Norn came over to me and said, "You want to shoot? Want to shoot? Play some horse?" That was his way of apologizing. Uh, so I got a million of those, man. I got a million of those. Todd says the Raiders are now paying John Gruden and Josh McDaniels eighty million to not coach. I could be mistaken, but it wasn't Florida in a similar situation with paying ex coaches. I don't know about that much money, but yes. If NFL and college programs continue to pay these contracts to head coaches and the coaches keep getting jobs even after being let go, where's the incentive for a head coach to ever put 100% into a program? He's getting paid regardless of the effort. Well, Todd, look, I don't think coaches appreciate being fired. I don't think coaches appreciate fans getting all over them. I mean, I, I don't know of one. So I would imagine that would be one reason for incentive, right? And here's the other thing. If you're fired, it doesn't mean you get another job. 
You don't know that. So are you going to get paid? Yes. But, okay, you're paid, and that's good. But you're not coaching. It could affect your future. So there's certainly incentive. Uh, he, he's got Alabama, Georgia, Ole Miss, Kentucky, Okie State, Florida 23-20 in a close game, hoping defense can keep us close. The offense gets a late drive for points or a field goal. Lucas says, the only game I care to pick is the Gators, and it's a must-win, 31-17 Gators. But he also picks Bama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Kentucky. Um, okay. All right. We got about four or five minutes left in the hour. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Don't forget, Monday, both Gator basketball teams open their regular seasons. The men will face Loyola, Maryland in the nightcap. That'll be an 8 o'clock game. And uh, Kyle Crooks and Mark Wise will have the radio play-by-play of that. Andrew says, which team is more likely to pack in if they get down early? We're playing for a bowl game. You would think it wouldn't be us. So are they. So are they. Because they could still win out and make a bowl game. So, both. He said, could Arkansas players be ready to play for or against Sam Pittman? I don't get any sense that there's an anti-Sam Pittman deal here at all. Um, and, and if that were the case, then why has Arkansas played so many close games? They've been in almost every game for one reason or another. Their offensive line's not played well. They've not had their best running back play. Um, they've had some other injuries. And it's interesting, too. Josh Braun's coming back. Remember him? He's at Arkansas now. And it's funny, uh, Coach Pittman was asked about that. Have you talked to him? He's, nope, I haven't talked to him about it. And I don't doubt that he hasn't. Um, all right. Let's get a couple of more emails here. Carl says, who are you picking? I think Florida's going to win, but I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk. I think it'll be competitive. I, th- I think Arkansas will come to play. And Florida has obviously been pretty good at home, and Arkansas has never won here, ever, uh, since joining the SEC. So that's something else that there's incentive for, if you will. And, you know, a lot of times numbers can lie. Because what I look at now, at this point in the season, I don't look at the overall statistics. I look at league statistics. What have you done in the league? And if you look at some of the comparisons, again, I'm going to, you know, Florida scored 28 points a game in league play. So, I don't know. We'll talk more about that, but... Florida's not as bad offensively as people think they are. I will say this. It's been a little bit of a, um, what's the word I want to use? A struggle defensively here a little bit lately. And both teams, I think, have been prone to give up the big play. And that, I think, has got to stop, obviously. You, you can't. Give up. I don't want to say cheap ones because you have to give the other team credit for doing what they do. But 
you you just have to try to make teams earn it um, when they go down the field. Um, but again, in SEC games, Florida scoring almost 29 points a game, and that is sixth in the league. So again, they're better than Kentucky. They're better than Tennessee. They're better than Tennessee. Better than A&M. Arkansas is at 19 a game in conference games. And in scoring defense, Florida's given up 28 a game. Arkansas's given up 25 a game, so a little bit better. If you look at some of the numbers, in again, just in league games, uh, Arkansas's last in the league in total offense, just 267 yards a game on the ground in SEC games. Oof. Hour two coming up. And to lead that hour off, JY, Jacob Young, Gator Baseball star, now in the big leagues. I'll tell you all about that next. You're listening to Sports Scene ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. There's this uh, one physician that I admire a lot and trust with my life, and they referred me to Dr. Art. But you know, I had to invest in myself, my confidence with my smile now. And, you know, it's just made the world of difference to me. So much. it's just so well worth the investment I made here. Dr. Art has an amazing um, technique. Um, bedside manners are just amazing. Makes you feel relaxed. Like, you know, you're part of the family. And that's, I want an exceptional work. Um, that's why I came to Exceptional. <laughs> In exceptional dentistry, it's all about the trust and the confidence that the patient can have with the with the team here. Love Dr. Art. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. Here's the kickoff, and this game is underway. Can't make it to the game? This season, make sure you get the best at-home experience with video and audio from Electronics World. EW features big-screen HD TVs and projectors from Sony and Supersound from Yamaha, Sony, and Marantz. 
with speakers from Bowers and Wilkins, Keff and Martin Logan. See and hear for yourself. Visit Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. Florida is kayaking country. Kayaks are a great vessel for exploring the state's beautiful waterways. But it's important to be prepared for the journey, regardless of your experience level. Get your boater education and learn about you and your craft's abilities. It'll help you have a safer, more enjoyable time on the water. Before you go, know your limits and always wear your life jacket. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Friday commences now. I'm Steve Russell. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to join us. It is a prognostication Friday day. A&M Ole Miss, Missouri, Georgia, LSU, Alabama, also, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Kentucky, Mississippi State, and Gators score, and why. That's what we have on tap for those. And I got to tell you, uh, the air, at least judging by response, the air has been sucked out of the balloon after last week, which is too bad because there's a lot of football left to be played, a lot of opportunity for this team. Nothing to lose, but we'll see what happens. Don't forget our coverage tomorrow, bright and early at 8 a.m. You can join the Gator QB, Shane Matthews, and me at the University of Florida Bookstore in the Rights Union, and uh, we will go from there. But now we're going to talk a little baseball. J.Y., Jacob Young, is going to join us now, of course, uh, from Gator Baseball, but just recently playing in the big leagues. Jacob, it's good to talk to you, man. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm glad you're doing this, J.Y. Thank you. Um, you know, it's funny. Um, sometimes you look at, at what Wyatt Langford did, and it's certainly amazing. But you have your own amazing story. I don't think people realize you began the year in high A, and you ended up in the big leagues. Did you ever think that was possible when you started at high A? Definitely not. Um, it obviously, was, it's always your goal to get up there, but you, you think it kind of takes steps. Um so you, you you don't really think it's all going to happen at once. So I was just going in hoping to have a really good um, year and, and hopefully get to double A and maybe get like a non roster invite to um, spring training. But just really was focused on the year and <laughs> a lot of things kind of broke my way and I ended up taking advantage of a lot of opportunities. Uh, when you went up the ladder, Jacob, could you tell the difference in pitching? What what were the differences you could see as you went up the ladder? For sure, it's. The pitching obviously gets way better. They they can locate. Um, I would say location is is a big thing. They can locate um, multiple pitches a lot better than guys. A lot of guys in the lower levels can throw really hard and they have really good stuff, but they honestly don't really know where it's going, um, <laughs> which, which actually can make it hard in itself. But um, the biggest thing I thought was the defense as you go up. Um, the defense gets so much better and. Um, the hits you're getting in the lower levels, you stop getting in the higher levels, and then especially in the major leagues, you know, any ground ball that's that's around one of the, some of these all stars. I mean, it's an out every time. Um, I always like to hear these stories. Where were you when you got the the notification you were you were going to get to the big leagues? So I was in Rochester. Um, we just finished a game. My parents were actually there visiting me, and um, 
uh, it was in the parking lot. We were trying to figure out where to go get some food and where we're going to get coffee in the morning. And I got a call from my manager or text a call from manager telling me he needed to see me. So I was like, Oh, well, that only means two things. You're either going up or you're going down. So <laughs> yeah. I went in his office and they, uh, they told me that I was going to leave the next morning and I was going to the big leagues and it was, it was everything you can imagine. Just a dream come true. I'm just going to ask that. What was it? I, I always, that would just be, incredible if it was me but how how was it stepping out on a big league field for the first time yeah it's definitely uh it's definitely one of those pinch me moments um you you don't you don't really know if it's real uh, my first game was in miami so a beautiful stadium and being able just to walk out there the first thing i did was just walk out in the field and kind of just give a little 360 look uh, i've been on that field before but never for a moment like that so just trying to take some deep breaths, take it all in, and, and really kind of just realize that you're exactly where you, you've always wanted to be. So just enjoy enjoy the moment and, and make the best of it. Jacob Young joining us here on Sports Scene. The Gator now in the big leagues with Washington after starting the year in high A. Um, there's a lot of discussion about you know how veterans treat rookies and all that. You got called up in the middle of the year. Uh, were they helpful for you as you made that transition? Yeah, they were unbelievable. Um Lane Thomas, Dom Smith, um, a couple of the position players that were older, they, they were a huge help. Just There's a lot of little things once you get up there that um, you need to know and, you know, how to how to pay the clubby or um, what to wear on the plane, stuff like this, the small things you don't, you don't really know until you experience it. So they were great um, helping helping out in those little things and just giving you confidence that, that you belong and, and just trying to, enjoy enjoy the whole experience you know they've they've been there before so they kind of know what you're going through so it was great having um some older guys that understood and were really helpful oh it's just gonna it's funny you said that when did you kind of realize jacob that you belong when when did you feel that um i i don't even know if i really have an answer for that uh you know it's just you realize when you start playing against some some really good arms and the names that you kind of watch on tv and stuff like that and you're, you realize it's just another, it's just another arm. You know, it's not the big name that that you uh, you see when you're watching on TV. So, uh, I think it's just getting experience and, and really, it's really just baseball. I think that's the biggest thing that I kept on getting told. You know, it's just baseball, and there's just more people watching, and it's on a bigger stage. But when you, I think the big thing is, I know what my game is, and I uh, just try to do whatever I can do to help the team win with with my best ability. How was Dave Martinez as a manager? Great guy. Um, another another thing that really helped the transition. I mean, he's really he's very a player's coach, so he helps out a lot. He he takes you aside um, in, in in moments that are either successful or failures, and kind of talks you through them, gets you to know what you're thinking. And and I can't thank him enough for the help he gave me in the short time I was there. Uh, never been to the ballpark there, Jy. What's it like? What what are the fans like there? The fans are great. Um, it's a, it's a, their area around is very new. So there's a lot of cool restaurants and bars around there. So we get a pretty good crowd around there. And then you have a lot of diehard fans that, um, you know, love, love the nationals. I mean, it's, it's, it was a privilege to be able to play for Gator fans who love Florida. And I grew up a Gator fan. So I know it's like to love a team like that. And so when you go to another city and, and you have the fans like that, it just it makes the, it makes the transition, and it makes it that much more fun. 
I had a uh, an email here. Uh, name was Bob, and he said uh, he said to congratulate you. Big Gator fan, loved you when you were here. He said, "What was it like going through the draft process?" Yeah, you know the draft process is very unique. Um, it's you don't you hear a lot of um, you hear a lot of noise about when you could go and and stuff like that. But I think the biggest thing is trying to just realize that this is a, a dream come true um, and that you're one of the few people that get to experience that. So just trying to enjoy that moment and, and let your your help, your agent, or whoever it is, you know, deal with the phone calls, and you just kind of enjoy it. Um, you just kind of wait for that phone call to let you know that there's a couple teams looking at you in this position, and, and you just kind of watch the TV and, and wait for the final <laughs> phone call from the team to let you know that you're getting picked. I would imagine it was pretty cool to see the Gators in Omaha again last year, huh? Yeah, it was great. It's great having uh, being able to have 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 them have success. You can talk a little uh, trash to all the other teammates out there that <laughs> like the other schools. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you do now in the off season? Do you have a, a regiment you go through, or do you just take it easy for a while? What will your off season be like? Yeah, so I'm back home in Jacksonville, um, and I have a place out here where there's about four or five, no, five or six minor leaguers, and about three or four big leaguers, and we've trained together now for the past three off seasons. So the national sends you stuff, and then you kind of cross check it with the. Um, the people who have trained you in the past, and you guys come up with a with a workout thing, and then as the season or the off season progresses, you start hitting and throwing and kind of getting back into it. But right now, it's a lot of just weight weight training. Well, I'll tell you what, I know Gator fans are proud of you. Should be. It was great to see your your rise so fast to the big leagues. Appreciate you doing this, JY. Thank you. Hope to see you back at the ballpark. But if not, we'll keep track of you and uh, we'll get you back. Thanks for doing it. I appreciate you having me. I'm looking forward to get back this this fall or early in the spring. Hope to see you. Thanks, JY. Jacob Young joining us here on Sports Team. What a, I mean, again, the, the rise that Wyatt Langford had, again, he started the year in high A and made it to the big leagues. That's pretty cool. All right, let's get our Clear Sound Audiology phone line going. Lewis, hello. Hey, Steve, thanks for taking the call. Mm-hmm. I got a question. Hey, can you hear me, Steve? Can I got you, you. I got you. Okay, okay, thank you, sir. I uh, got a question. What? And I decided to ask the experts. I understand now that uh, Joe Manchin and uh, the former coach of Auburn, uh, Tuberfield, have formed a, a group in Congress. Of all things they've got to do, and they're going to propose uh, multiple changes to the transfer portal and all of the uh, college football uh, rules and things. And I'm saying, gosh, we got so, many, so much trouble in the world. Why are they taking their time to that why can't the NCAA and coaches get together and decide when a kid can transfer when they cannot what they can get paid if donors like uh they call them uh I forget what they call those people who give monies to college for recruiting and that kind of thing uh, they're limiting those and saying that they've got to be affiliated with the university in some manner so they won't be able to do that anymore what's your thought what's your take sure. about politics now coming into this kind of uh, arena sure um, I'll, this is, I could probably talk on this till two o'clock, uh, but I'll keep it short. <laughs> um, you don't have an organization right now, Lewis, that can handle that. You just don't. There's no, the NCA can't do it. So if the NCA doesn't do it, the question that becomes who does and how does it work? And so the NCAA, went to Congress 
and said, please help us. Because I think they realized they couldn't do it. There's a lot of different ways you can go here. You know, should there be a commissioner of college athletics? I, I, I don't know. But I think that's why you have Congress involved, because you don't have anybody else that either can or is willing to get the job done. That, that's about as simple an answer I can give you. Uh, don't the coaches represent the NCAA? Aren't the NCAA made up the of the college coaches as a group? No, no, they're part of it, but that's okay. that's not it. Um, and remember, you've got different bills being introduced, and that's the other thing that normally takes time, right? By the time the bills get through committee, and then you know it gets tweaked or the language changes, then they got to vote on it, you know, all of that. So. That's why you don't see, in my opinion, why you don't see things being done quickly, because it takes time. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I, I, I have, I take a stance on is you got to stay, tell a kid he's got to stay three years before he can transfer, when in fact, the co- and then after that he can go where he wants. But when in fact coaches can leave when they get ready, or the coaches can chip away at their scholarship because they're not performing, cut them from full scholarship to a a three-quarter or a half, and a kid doesn't get a chance to leave even though he's on the bench uh, three years. And uh, that seems a little tough, and I hope through the process that gets ruled out. I mean, gosh, yeah, I don't agree that kids should leave in the middle of the season, uh, and they should make up their minds when they when they commit. But, you know, sometimes you make a mistake. You think you can play for Alabama, you think you got your skill level up that high, and then all of a sudden you don't play a down. Well, but Lewis, they, they've already they've already eased that. It's much easier to transfer now than it used to be. Much easier. Oh yeah, but th- but it's not going after this bill passes. It. it won't be then. You got to stay three years. And you're, but you're talking out of both sides years. of your mouth. If you're telling them they got to stay three years, then I'm not talking. I'm not talking. That's what that's what the group is saying. That's what uh, Joe Manchin and what well, one and, of them uh, is saying. One of them is saying yes. There's there's yeah. several here. But that's just one of them. And that's, again, my point, that when you get different bills that are introduced that have different things in them, there's probably not going to be one that survives. It's probably going to be a conglomeration of that. So that's where we're going to have to go, I think. All right. All right. Thank you for your coming. Yes, sir. Thank you, Lewis. Thank you for your call. 116, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Good afternoon, I'm Nick Van Zandt. Tonight in Gators Sports, the 20th ranked Florida Gators volleyball team hosts the 11th ranked Tennessee Volunteers. The Gators hold a 50-13 to series advantage over the Volunteers. Coverage for tonight's game starts right here at 645. Tomorrow, the Florida Gators football team will take on the Arizona, Arizona Razorbacks or the Arkansas Razorbacks inside of the swamp. The Gators have yet to lose a home game this season and Arkansas is own 5 in SEC play and have yet to win a road game in 2023. Coverage for tomorrow's game starts right here at 8 a.m. This will be the last weekend of the regular season for high school football. Here are some of the notable games for tonight. Eastside will play Gainesville at 7.30. Beholds will face off against Trinity Christian and Trinity Catholic at 7. And Newberry will travel to go against Bellevue at 7.30. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Nick Van Zandt. ESPN.
ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Southeast Car Agency at 310 Northeast 39th Avenue has been the place I have purchased my vehicles for years. I continue to do so. I'm driving one now, and I wouldn't drive anything else. They're great. The, the Cousins families run that business for over 40 years, and when they do, they have given you the best selection you have in late model, low mileage vehicles, just like the one I'm driving now. You can check them out in person at Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville, and you can go online, secars.com, and also check them out that way as well. And when you go see them in person, their sales staff always there to help you, but they don't ever try to hard sell you. And their selection is terrific. A wide selection of different makes and models of vehicle, different price points as well, and they will find one that fits what you are looking for. Remember, when you go see them in person, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Privacy policy in terms of conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, stop, stop. Binges, blackouts, regret, shame, trying and failing to drink less or quit. Hi, I'm Jonathan, founder of Or Health. I know how scary drinking too much can be because I struggled with alcohol misuse for most of my adult life. But I also know that it is possible to drink less or quit. And medication can help. Now, Trexone is a safe, effective medication that makes it easier to cut back or quit drinking. So you don't have to rely on willpower alone. I started Or Health to make access to Naltrexone convenient and private to help people like me regain control over alcohol. If you're ready to stop drinking or just drink less, text CLEAN to 323232 to get a secure link to Or Health's private online assessment. Our licensed medical professionals will evaluate your assessment. And if medication is right for you, prescribe it online. We'll deliver your prescription right to your door. No doctor's office visits required. Tax the word CLEAN to 323232 to get started today. That's CLEAN to 323232. Unnecessary penalties are so frustrating. It can ruin the entire outcome for our Gators. And according to Mike Lester of Talon Wealth, by the way, Talon Wealth is the official wealth management team of the Florida Gators. And he says if you're not careful, an annuity or unnecessary fees that don't provide value could not only take a chomp out of your portfolio, but in some situations, it could possibly change your lifestyle in retirement. So, don't let expensive products or unnecessary fees take a chomp out of your lifestyle. Call Talon Well for a no-charge comprehensive financial plan valued at $1,500 to make sure you're on track to retire comfortably. 352-751-3200. That's 352-751-3200. Or schedule at Guarding your nestegg.com. Allen Private Wealth LLC. Investing in stock markets involves the risk of loss, and there is no guarantee that all or any capital invested will be repaid. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Or license D056341. Compensation was paid to Learfield for partnership with the Gators as of January 2023. At the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, there's always excitement around football, family, and the first hint of the fall season. Family-owned and operated since 1975, the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric stoves and fireplaces. Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles. Give your fireplace a facelift with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets, and more. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville. Or visit woodstoveflorida.com. 
Are you busy with work, family, and after-school activities? Give your kitchen the night off and let Miapa do the cooking for you. With scrumptious comfort food and a variety of family meals for all sizes and palates, everyone is picking up dinner from Miapa. Stop by the Jonesville location or the Alachua and Gainesville Staples. Order ahead at www.miapalatincafe.com and pick up from any one of their three locations or drive through for your meal at the Jonesville and Gainesville locations. Miapa Latin Cafe, home of the best family meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And don't forget about their award-winning coffee that's always made with Cuban love and available from sunrise to late night. Gary's Tackle Box, Gainesville's destination for fishing equipment and supplies for over 30 years, is now having one giant retirement sale. Find huge savings on all your favorite brands on sale now through November 22nd before they close their doors forever. Incredible store-wide discounts on rods, reels, lures, apparel, sunglasses, and more. Don't miss it. Gary's Tackle Box Retirement Sale for discounts on everything you need for a successful catch. And from everyone at Gary's Tackle Box, thanks for fishing with us. We are your home for Tampa Bay Buccaneers football. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. This is Gators head men's basketball coach Todd Golden, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Okay, our final home stretch here. Don't forget, Megan Borowski from the UF Weather Center will be here bottom of the hour to give you the game day forecast. Andrew, hello. Hey, good afternoon, Steve. How do you like being a uh, TV star? Well, I've been on TV before. I'm not sure I'm a star, but uh, it's okay. A current, a current, a current. Yeah, fun? Yeah, yeah, something new with the technology. I uh, called today because, uh, you know, I haven't been hearing very many of the usual guys doing the picks, and I thought, well, okay, you know, I'm waiting to hear. But anyway, uh, I wanted to say something about uh, Bobby Knight, uh, something I never knew about uh, Coach Knight was, uh, you know, he had his coach's show, and he took one or two questions from the regular host, and it, it was just about defense, about how his team played good defense in the first half and built up a 20-point lead. And then in the second half, it wasn't up to snuff because they ended up only winning the game by 10 points. And he sent out, you know, a bunch of uh, uh, particulars about that that game, and, and it was only defense. And he sat and sat and the whole 30 minutes, and I thought to myself, man, this this guy's dissecting this thing out here, you know, like you're dissecting a frog or something in biology. I, I didn't know he was quite that thorough. I knew he was a great winner, but boy, is that what it takes to win a national championship? Part of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, God bless him. Rest in peace. And I had a good long life. Um, uh, how about some picks? I'm a little scared about Arkansas, but I'll say something later about that. Well, we got I got a lot of calls to take, so we got to run through this. Kentucky, Mississippi Let's State. Kentucky, oh, Kentucky. Okay, LSU, Alabama. LSU, Missouri, Georgia. Georgia. A and M, Ole Miss. A and M. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma. Gator score why? Gator score. Gator twenty eight. Uh, Arkansas 24, real close game. 
but I know they're going to show up. And you know something? I think they're a little better in South Carolina because their defense plays more stout. It's going to be a close one, Steve. Thank you. Okay, thank you. David, welcome to Sports Scene. Okay, David, got to go because your phone is in uh, the sewer there. Uh, Jan, hello. Yeah, hey, I want to comment on the NCAA thing and stuff going on in Congress. In my opinion, Congress, you know, why does Congress get involved in this? They don't get involved in regulating my profession, for instance, or yours. And unless they're talking about also putting, you know, a leash on coaches and athletic directors, why about students? This is an attempt for the NCAA, which is effectively a monopoly of the universities. The universities act and the colleges are the members and the ones who have actual control if they exercise it, to exercise it and control it, which they have failed to do, and which is why we have such a runaway situation now. Did nothing about... Well, because everybody's making, some people were making a lot of money on this, including athletic directors and co- and coaches, and they run amok with essentially no rules at all. I mean, they have rules about how they treat players and stuff, but as far as they're, you know, leaving a job whenever they feel like it, getting paid incredible amounts of money for, you know, hey, what anyway, that it's beyond ridiculous. And it created a situation where the players are the last ones to say, Hey, why am I not making something on this? And uh, whenever other people are literally becoming millionaires on it, so uh, for the Congress or any governmental agency to get involved in this is just ridiculous, and it's and it's a uh, power play for the NCAA to control athletes and what they can do. The fact that, you know, if they had set rules early on about coaches and stuff, they'd have more moral standing to do it about. Student, uh, student athletes, but they didn't do that. So okay. anyway, thank you for letting me say my piece. Sure, thank you, Jim. Uh, let's get to Dave here. Hi, Dave. Hey, Steve. Let's do picks first. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Bottom up. A uh, and M, Ole Miss. And M. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Okies. Missouri, Georgia. Georgia. LSU, Alabama. Alabama. Kentucky, Mississippi State. Kentucky. Gator scoring what? Well, my uh, my brain tells me we're going to lose 35-17, to 17, but my heart will not let me pick that. So I'm going to pick we win 35-17. Okay. So let me ask you this. Um, and, uh, the all-black thing, uh, I'm wearing my black shirt. I'm wearing my black hat from the mid-80s that I bought back then, but I don't like the black unis, but they're going to actually look kind of cool, and if it helps anything regarding our program, okay, Coach, I'm with Coach. Um, and I wanted to ask you about uh, special teams. Uh, why can we, How can we have two punts blocked this season, and what do we got to do there? Well, I don't know, and what I think we all don't know, is if any other SEC teams have had punch blocked. But, you know, NFL teams get punch blocked. so Very seldom. Well, okay, but they do. So the problem is there's two of them. And I know part of it's been protection, part of it, you know, that's the whole thing. We don't really know sometimes 
why a punt gets blocked. Did did a guy miss up an ass, mess an assignment up? Did the punter hold the yeah, ball too yeah. long? Was the snap errant? Right. So yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, but but I get it. I'm sure Billy Napier is not happy about it either. I'm sure he's unhappy too. But you know, I want to see it going the other day. I want to see us block some punts. You know, and us return some long runs back and stuff like that. All right, you're on the hard break here at, uh, yep. at the bottom of the hour. Go Gators! Thank you, Dave. Appreciate the call. Uh, Megan Borowski's wearing her black today too. She's she's all ready for the game tomorrow. She'll give you the game day forecast next. One thirty time check brought to you by Hayes Schillery ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WRUF. Hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hey, Steve Russell here for the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. A real win-win. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Roadheaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warranted work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. Top tier tree specialists specializes in tree removal, tree trimming, tree pruning, stump grinding, debris hauling, and emergency tree service. We are experts in storm recovery and have the team and the proper equipment to provide you with professional results. Trust your tree service needs to the experts at top tier tree specialists. And don't wait. For disaster to strike, visit us online at toptiertreespecialist.com. Licensed and insured for your protection. Whether the game is home or away, Gator fans have been going places. Take your Gator pride everywhere with UF's newly designed license plate. Your plate purchase supports UF and first-generation student scholarships. And don't forget, Florida residents can collect a $25 Gator plate rebate. Visit ufplates.com to learn more. Upgrade to a UF specialty plate today. And remember, wherever you go, go Gators! This is Ernie Johnson Jr. Sports is about overcoming obstacles. And college coaches work hard to help young men overcome Duchenne muscular dystrophy. It's called Coach to Cure MD and you can help. Text the word CURE to 501-501 to donate $25 on your next mobile phone bill. Or go online to coachtocuremd.org. Text the word CURE to 501-501. Help coaches cure MD. Sponsored by the American Football Coaches Association. Texting and data rates may apply. 
the UF Weather Center. Here is your WRUF weather update. Partly cloudy skies this afternoon, and a few passing showers are possible along and east of Highway 301 and closer to the first coast. Temperatures getting into the upper 70s in most spots will have a breeze gusting to about 20 miles an hour. Overnight tonight, partly cloudy, lows in the mid-50s. Tomorrow afternoon, sunny skies with highs in the upper 70s. They'll stay breezy again tomorrow. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of NCAA football. It's a primetime showdown on the SEC West as the 8th-ranked Alabama Crimson Tide hosts the 13th-ranked LSU Tigers. Hi, it's Greg Daniels. Join Steve Berline and me for all the action as Jalen Milrow and the Crimson Tide look to remain perfect in conference play, but Jaden Daniels and the Tigers are hungry for a win and to stay in the hunt for the SEC West. If it's NCAA football, it's right here. Coverage starts Saturday night at 7 right here on WRUF. Talking the talk and walking the walk. You are listening to Florida's preeminent sports radio station. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Welcome back to Sports Scene. Going to hold off on phone calls. For just a second here, so Matt and Tennessee Mike, hang on, because I always want to bring in Megan Borowski from our UF Weather Center, who always gives us the uh, game day forecast and tailgating and all that, and she's she's ready. She's got black on today. I wore it for the game. Yep, you're all set. Okay, let's start with uh, tonight, if you're going to be out and about, and then take us through the weekend. So um, we've got winds from the Atlantic Ocean on shore today. And, and on radar, we've had a couple of showers bubbling up this morning. And I, I see right now along and west of the I-95 corridor, we're, we're contending with some light rain showers. So that could reach us as far west as the I-75 corridor as we get into the evening. Um, overall, it's going to get chilly tonight, but but not as bad as it was a few mornings ago. So we'll drop into the into the upper 50s in most spots. Um, but tomorrow for the game, it's looking pretty nice. We should get mostly sunny skies by kickoff. Temperatures should warm to the mid to upper 70s but we've been plagued by this breeze for the past couple of days that should actually continue tomorrow shouldn't be that bad gusts between 15 and 20 miles an hour um so if you are tailgating with tents maybe you're going to want to put extra weights on, on the tents but other than that it's looking pretty good throughout the game tomorrow uh tomorrow night though into sunday morning we'll get a little shot of winds from the north and that's going to cool things down so for celebrating downtown tomorrow night you might need to bring a jacket or a coat you mean it's actually going to rain here, maybe? We might get a stray Jeez. sprinkle. I know. It's been a while. Um, and, but, you know, as we get into the wintertime, we are in an El Nino, and we should, you know, have an uptick in, in cold fronts and, and potentially uh, thunderstorms passing through, um, you know, along those cold frontal boundaries over the winter. So we might make up on the, the dry end to the rainy season. I, I keep hearing El Nino, and I, I know what that is, mm-hmm. but and I know this is impossible to say, yeah. but it's November now. Mm-hmm. When does that kind of kick in? Well, um, you know, we we are in an El Nino, so it, it has transitioned from the La Nina to the El Nino. Okay. Um, so what we're waiting for now is for what's happening in the Pacific to kind of translate and, and for those impacts to kind of have the domino effect and now impact the jet stream um, for us over the winter. So I would say you know, look toward the middle to the end of the winter time. So we're looking at, you know, January, February time frame ah, okay. is when you'll see those those cold fronts start to push on through. More often than not, we'll see an increase in chance for severe thunderstorms over uh, the Panhandle and then into the Suwannee Valley and the Big Bend. And then I guess the next few days, 
sunny and nice, yeah, right? Yeah, overall pretty good. We've got that slight chance for showers today to approach our area, but uh, really through the weekend and into the start of next week, a mixture of sun and clouds each day, we should actually gradually warm up as we get to the middle part of uh, next work week into the Veterans Day weekend. Okay, always appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. She's dressed in black. She's ready for tomorrow. Megan Borowski for the UF Weather Center giving us the game day slash weekend forecast. All right, let's go back to our Clear Sound audiology phone lines. Tennessee oh, Mike, hello. Mike, hello. Okay, not ready. Matt, hello. Mike was probably on the phone with the five other radio shows that he calls every hour. Um, <laughs> that's exactly what he was doing. Uh, give me, uh, give me the picks. Uh, give me the picks. Uh, All right, Steve. let's go. A and M Ole Miss. Uh, best place to tailgate in the world, no question. I'll take Ole Miss. Uh, Missouri, Georgia. Georgia. LSU, Bama. I don't think anybody has a clue how this game's going to turn out. I, I, I honestly, I have no clue. But I, I want to, I want to think that LSU is going to roll Alabama. I just have that feeling because I just think LSU is starting to come on like they always do, and I hate to say that, but I think LSU is going to beat them by twenty. All right, but K- I could be way off. Kentucky, Mississippi State. Uh, Kentucky. And Gator scoring why? Steve, it seems. We have a pattern going on, and it's an uncomfortable pattern that it seems like every week we talk about that this is a must-win game. I mean, or, <laughs> that's what's really concerning about Billy Napier. It's like every week we keep saying it's a must-win game. But, Steve, this is a must-win game. I mean, we're dressing up in black. If we lose this game to a putrid Arkansas team, it's going to be the equivalent of – McElwain losing to A&M with those terrible alligator. I mean, it's just not going to be good. It's going to leave a really bad taste in our mouths because we're not winning any of the rest of the games. I'm sorry, but it's just not going to happen. If we can't get to a bowl game, it's just going to magnify things even worse, deservedly or not. But I'll take Florida. Somebody said uh, Arkansas is going to score 35. If they do that, then we are really got problems. I'll take Florida 24 to 17. Okay. Fingers and toes crossed. Right. Thanks, Matt. Monty says Oklahoma, Kentucky, A&M, LSU, Georgia, Florida 21, Arkansas 20. He says this Saturday the Clemson University marching band should perform music from the movie Titanic. And as part of their formations, they should spell out the name Tyler. Uh, and then Richard says Coach Billy gets the team back in gear. Uh, he says thanks for the Don Gaffney 50th anniversary moment. Yep. Gaffney family is certainly a great UF Gator family, no doubt. Derek, Johnny, Jabbar, etc. Uh, Tony, hello. Hey, what's up, Steve? Hey. Um, hey, Steve, I don't know if you mentioned that. I, I just was able to tune in here recently. Uh, Sunday, beautiful day. It's going to be a big doubleheader action at the baseball field. Uh, baseball team takes on Stetson. Stetson. So I yep. hope your listening audience can get out there with the family. Uh, starts at 2 p.m., if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, that's for the uh, listening audience. Uh, Steve, as far as the game goes, man, have you seen how the line has plummeted in Vegas on this game? Uh, I don't know. It was plummeted, but it's gone down, yes. It's gone from 7 to 2.5. Yeah, I know um, that plummets, but I get the point. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, usually that's not a good sign. Vegas, those guys know stuff. I think it's the injury factor for the Gators, I think. Um, let me tell you, man, this is a huge game uh, for Billy to win 
Um, with the way that our defensive backfield is getting shredded lately, uh, the best three offenses are probably left on our schedule after tomorrow. Um, you could be looking at a five-game losing streak to close out the season, and then you got the gauntlet of next season coming up. So um, this is a huge game for Florida. Hopefully the fans realize that tomorrow that are at the stadium. Um, with that being said, Steve, I'm going to barely pick the Gators 20 to 19. Uh, one, one, one point wins it, and that's all we could ask for, I guess. All right, Steve-O. Have all right. a great weekend, Thank buddy. Thank you. You too, Tony. Yep, at this point, one, one point's good if you win. Tennessee Mike, hello. Hey, Steve. Happy Football Friday. R.I.P. Bobby Knight. Uh-huh. Hey, Steve, um, all these fans gripe about schools and their uniforms, and all these schools do it except for two, and it makes me respect these two schools more and more with each passing year. Penn State and Alabama don't seem to do the uniform gimmicks, do they? No, they don't. But, I mean, that's a, you know, it's a choice, and players you know, like new uniforms. I don't really have a problem with that. Yeah. Um, fa- uh, players come and go. Fans and the program doesn't. If you, What do you believe in as a program, I think, comes in there? I think Penn State and Alabama are probably the two most traditional programs in college football. Has, has Penn State ever run, worn a second uniform? I, I don't know about it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, if Harbaugh goes down, Steve, um, who's going to take out Georgia in the championship game? I, I don't like the Big Ten and I don't like Georgia, but I definitely don't want to see Kirby ho- hoisting a third trophy. So if the mob gets Har- Harbaugh and Rex Michigan's uh, season, doesn't that help Georgia? Um, here's what I think. People think that Georgia is some dynastic team. And if you measure by winning, it is – but remember what happened against Ohio State to make that happen, Mike. Georgia was fortunate. And a team that can score is going to give Georgia problems. I don't think Georgia's defense is as good as, as it was last year, and Ohio State scored a ton on them. So a team that's got an offensive pedigree can beat Georgia. Well, over the past 30 years, SEC speed versus Big Ten, Braun, we usually know who wins that matchup. And I would think any scout would tell you Georgia's got the best roster, one through 85. It doesn't mean you win the game. Okay. Hey, last thing for you, Steve. Uh, thanks for giving me a tip about watching conference statistics instead of overall statistics as the season progressive progresses. I learned something from you today, but I want to cite a stat I look at a lot. Um, coaches hot on the hot seat. There are four coaches on the hot seat, Steve, uh, or three SECs and, and Dabo. Dabo, uh, Billy, a big pig out there in Arkansas, and Jimbo. How, how many how many jobs do you think are going to fly open in the SEC after bowl season? Uh, zero. Wow. All these, we've got three SEC coaches in the top ten, and all of them are coming back? Zero. I have a hard time believing that. Zero. You I have. think Pittman's going to get, I think the loser of this game, especially if it's Pittman's getting popped. Arkansas has got Walmart money, and that guy's in year four, and you go, oh, and what would he be, oh, and six in conference play? Yep. Nobody, unless you're a Vanderbilt, not even a Vanderbilt coach could survive that. We'll find out. See you, Steve. Thanks, Mike. 144, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. Final segment coming up, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Hello. Hayesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Hello, I'm Shay, and here's your Gainesville Sports Center. Tonight, the 20th-ranked Gators women volleyball team will be taking on the 10th-ranked Tennessee at home. The Gators are looking to bounce back after losing to Arkansas. Coverage will begin here at 6.45. 
Tomorrow, Florida Gators football will be taking on the Razorbacks at home in the Swamp. The Gators will be wearing all black for the first time ever. You can catch coverage right here beginning at 8 a.m. Currently, the Gators men's and women's swimming and diving team will be taking on the Vols and Wildcats in Knoxville, Tennessee. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Shay Johnson. FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I would say that not only because they're absolutely the best, that they do pay attention and listen to each different patient and what their needs are, what their fears are, how they can help them through the the different processes that you need to go through to have healthy teeth and that's what's really important to me. It's the difference between night and day just having the absolute best and know that that's what I have and um, I'm healthy and I know that that's what I'm going to be for the rest of my life because this is my team for the rest of my life. It's terrific. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Radiant Credit Union wants to remind you that you can get some extra jingle in your pocket by earning double dimes when you shop this holiday season. So every time we say jingle, we're going to drop in a... Just use your Radiant Visa credit card for purchases to jingle all the way through December 31st to earn. Visit RadiantCU.org slash jingle and get double dimes rolling your way. Man, this was fun. Jingle! Federally insured by NCUA. Total Control. We'd all love that, wouldn't we? You can have total control of your home environment with help from Electronics World. Let the pros at EW install a system to control your audio, video, lights, locks, thermostats, custom shades, garage door, and more. Plus, monitor your surveillance cameras with just one app. Now that's total control. Electronics World. Visit our showroom in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. Hurricane season is here, and now is the time to make a plan and secure your home. Take inventory of your home's hurricane preparedness kit. Don't forget about your pets. Even if you evacuate, secure your home's windows and doors from the storm. Being prepared helps protect your family and home. This hurricane season, don't delay. Make a plan today. Know your zone. Know your home. Learn more at floridadisaster.org. This message is sponsored by the Florida Division of Emergency Management. Florida Association of Broadcasters on this radio station. Southern Sports Today with Chuck Oliver, weekdays at 2, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Steve, if you look at Arkansas, they're, they're a handful of plays away from winning games, which you put them at 7-1. It's going to be a tight game. Uh, the home field crowd is what's going to bring us up, 31-30. Okay. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Hammer. Hi, Jeff. Welcome. And uh, Steve. Hey. I just want to do the t- picks first. All right. Let's do them reverse order here. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma. A&M Ole Miss. Uh, Ole Miss. Missouri, Georgia. Missouri. You're the first person to pick Missouri. How about that? Uh, LSU, Alabama. 
Uh, LSU. Kentucky, Mississippi State. Kentucky. Gator scoring why? Uh, thirty-one seventeen. I I have a hard time believing that somebody who hasn't called plays before is going to come in here and just you know be able to beat us at home. I think Armstrong's a little bit better of a defensive coordinator than that, and the boys know they need this W. So yeah, beat up on them. Okay. Also, I got a quick question for you. Who do you think is our best defensive back? It's a good question. I, I thought it was uh, Marshall coming into the season, and then he got cooked. Kimber looked good for a while, then he was, uh, was cooked as well. So now I'm, I'm like, I don't know. Well, I would say Marshall just from I think he's got some NFL potential. So I, I would say him. I mean, look, Deion Sanders got cooked. There's no defensive back has never gotten cooked, to your, to your word. Uh, I would probably say Jason Marshall at this point. Okay. All right, Steve. Appreciate okay. it. Go yes, sir. It. Thank you, Jeff. Porter, hello. Hey, Steve. A quick question. What was the uh, the bump 70s music we were coming back from break? Was that the Mod Squad theme? No. Okay. What was I, 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 you know, it sounds like a certain generation, but I couldn't place it. Any idea what it was? I don't know. Remember? I think it was the Temptations, but I don't remember. Okay. Certainly good stuff. No problem with that. Um, which of the games you know, we're getting, you know, we're giving you our picks. Which of the games would shock you? Not, not other, other than Georgia, Missouri, but but I literally I can see almost all these games going either way. And uh, ironically, they're all almost all in our weekly pool. And then, not surprisingly, I looked at the lines. I never look at the lines until after I look at the games and make my you know first thoughts. And almost all of them are three points or less, except for the, 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 except the Gators. Now, if that's dropped two and a half, that is a plummeting. But um, which game was? Do you see a? Do you have a strong feeling? A and M on this. Do you have a strong feeling? Uh, Kentucky, Mississippi State. How about Washington at USC? Notre Dame at Clemson. Do you have a strong feeling one way or the other on any of those games? No, and and that's the way it normally is when two teams that are sort of equal play. Within three points. I mean, that's that's <laughs> the, the yeah. I mean, that's kind of the way that works. Yeah, I, I just I might. I, I just thought it was kind of uh, unusual. Like on our pool, there's no spreads involved, so they used to always pick all these obscure games, and you always had Miami of Ohio and Toledo's and that kind of thing because they picked the games that had the lowest spreads. And um, now they're picking more games that are on TV, so we don't we don't get that. But this week, it's just a bunch of games, and they're almost all except for Georgia, Missouri. They're almost all in that three point window. I was just curious about that. All right, well, go Gators. Okay. And I'm going to say that a uh, smack kicks four field goals. And uh, we win something like twenty nine nineteen. How about that? All right, Porter. Thank you, David. Welcome to Sports Scene. Yeah, Steve. I'm traveling. So hopefully, my phone holds up this time. You're um, better now. Yep. Okay. Um, just following up on uh, Cattleman's, you know, it's talk about hot seat and all that. And he, apparently, that's his favorite website. But uh, and maybe you know the answer, Chris. Maybe you don't. But because I was having this conversation with somebody the other day about. Um, you know, quote unquote, big money boosters and how much influence they have on whether a coach is retained or gets fired or not. And you've been around the program a long time, so do you have any uh, knowledge of that, or you got an sure. opinion on that? Yes, I, to to say that big money boosters don't have anything to do with it, I think is wrong. Do I think that it it's the deciding factor? Uh, probably not, 
But I will say this, if a bunch of big money boosters worth millions came to the athletic director and said, I'm not going to support the program anymore unless you fire this guy, uh, you know, that, that, that does carry some weight. But I don't know that how you know how often that happens. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and then just one more question: You uh, talking to Jackie Young earlier? Um, what what level of ball was he at when he got called up? High A. Okay. He, well, he started high A, then he was in Triple A when he got called up. Okay, and how long has he been there? Uh, I think he got called up in August. I think. So, something like that. Oh, all right. That's awesome. All right, Steve. Appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. Andrew, welcome. Hey, uh, just curious. This LSU-Bama game, uh, as a Florida fan, who do I cheer for, man? It's like every time games like this are on, I'm like, it's impossible to watch because I hate both teams. Which which team is uh, is Brian Kelly the future? Should I cheer for Bama? Well, think of this. The next team Florida plays is LSU. So, you know, do you want them to go to Bama and win and then, you know, be on a real high when they host Florida? Or, you know, they go to Tuscaloosa, lose, they're out of it as far as the West is concerned. And so to me, you, if I'm a Gator fan, I'm kind of rooting for Alabama here. All right. Thanks, man. Okay. Thank you. Ice Cream Joe, hello. Hey, that was the Temptations, and Papa right. was a Rolling Stone. That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah. I just, I just wasn't sure. I half listen sometimes when I'm talking, but I that's what I kind of thought he was referring to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. But, all right, let's go with the picks. Okay. Uh, LSU, Alabama. LSU. Missouri, Georgia. Missouri. A&M, Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Kentucky, Mississippi State. Kentucky. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma. Gators scoring why? I'm going with Gators 17, and the defense is finally going to show up 10. Wow. Okay, lowest score so far picked today. All right, Joe. That's it. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your call. Yep. Uh, Drew says, good old cattleman stirring the false narrative pot. Napier isn't on the hot seat. If he were to lose out the rest of the year, yeah, he'd be on the hot seat to start next year. To say head coaches on the hot seats, implying if things don't start to improve, they'll be fired. And barring some crazy controversy, Napier simply isn't getting fired this year. I totally agree with that. Mike says if the game was in Arkansas, I'd have to pick the Hogs, so they're a more physical team. But the best fans in the country will pull the Gators through 31-28. to Steven says tomorrow's game is super intriguing. Do you think this will be an offensive game or possibly an ugly in the trenches game? I don't think it'll be that. I don't sense this being 38-31. I sense this being, you know, 27-20, you know, in that range. Uh, BB says, great interview with JY. Uh, picks Ole Miss, wondering what bowl they'll get. Alabama, uh, Georgia wants to make a statement and wins big. Kentucky, State's just a mess. Gator game depends on both defenses and turnovers. Go either way, hoping 17-13 Gators. He's a Saints guy, picks the Saints over the Bears. The Saints have a chance to win that division. Uh, even though it's not a great division, they have a chance to certainly win that division. Don't forget, tomorrow, first and ten pregame show live at the University of Florida Bookstore in the Rights Union, bright and early, 
Breakfast edition, 8 a.m. Join the Gator QB, Shane Matthews, and me. And then, of course, an hour after the game, we will have the Extra Point post-game show. But for today, uh, we want to thank J.Y., Jacob Young, the former Gator baseball player, now made his uh, big league debut with Washington this year. Dick Girardi talking about the Breeders' Cup today. And, of course, the coach, Herm Edwards, from ESPN, talking a little National Football League. Monday, both Gator basketball teams make their debut. You'll hear from Todd Golden next week. So we look forward to that. And in the meantime, uh, you can enjoy the rest of our programming today and check out what's going on for the entire weekend. Thanks to Thomas for producing. We thank you for listening and thank you for watching today on the Cox Cable System on Cox Cable 6. I'm Steve Russell. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the rest of your weekend and the Gator game. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Welcome back for our final segment of sports scene here. Uh, okay, we got to get through, roll through some calls here. Hammer, go ahead. Hey, top of the afternoon to you, Steve. Hello there. Let's go ahead and do the picks. Okay. Uh, Missouri, Georgia. Missouri, Georgia. LSU, Alabama. Alabama. Kentucky, Mississippi State. Kentucky. A&M, Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. State. Gator scoring wide. 